Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I want to discuss uh, streaming services, why they are the future, but uh, that future is going to be an expensive one depending on your choices I suppose. Um, something very specific I've been thinking about with streaming services lately is how, t- to me at least, they are the future of television. Um, part of me is surprised that the uh, the traditional kind of, okay, this show is going to be on at 8, 9 or 10 o'clock. Um, and it's going to have advertising and it's going to run for, I don't know, 42, 45, maybe 47 minutes the episode in the rest of that time slot is going to be advertising and um on you know certain networks you know your more traditional networks your cbs fox abc um whatever 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 ones do you have cw all those sorts of ones of course that does give you certain limitations because you can't have as as much creative freedom now i'm not saying those shows are bad of course there's lots of different CBS shows that we cover on Entertainment Talk, there's lots of different CW shows that we cover, of course all the over stuff and whatever, um, so I'm not here to say that those shows are bad, what I'm here to say is that when you look at something like what Disney's doing with Disney+, Plus, when you look at the likes of Netflix, the likes of HBO and Hulu and whatnot, and you kind of, when you take a step back and realise, okay, how much creative freedom they've got, how much, um, they don't have to make their shows, I suppose, advertising friendly sort of thing, so that the advertisers will be interested and whatnot. Um, now you've got your you've got your FXs, you've got your AMCs, you've got um, HBO. Well, not HBO. HBO doesn't have advertising. Um, those kind of those kind of what I hear is called premium networks. Now I still think the way that kind of cable is run in the US is a bit of a mess. Um, and then you have things, uh, yeah, th- those those are the main two, the the FX and the AMCs of the world, where you've got your slightly more violent shows, um, and of course you do have, uh, what's the one that American Gods is run on, because of course American Gods is quite a, it's free, free to do a lot of different things that it wants, what's that, it's on Stars, isn't it, I think, uh, American Gods, uh, and when I look at those sort of networks, I think, okay, you can get away with certain things, but... You still don't have full creative freedom. And like I said, when I look at the likes of Netflix, HBO, Hulu, Disney, Amazon as well. And you see, let's take a show like The Boys for an example, right? Where there's some crazy, crazy things happening in The Boys where, of course, there's lots of swearing. Now, I'm not saying shows require swearing, but certain situations and characters feel more realistic when they're swearing. Like certain characters in The Boys and whatnot. Um, and when you do take a show like The Boys, and this, let's say you were to put it on something like, not, not a CW, I mean, it would never work on something like CW or ABC or whatnot, um, but when, if you were to put The Boys on something like FX or AMC, it would get slightly more creative freedom than what it does on the likes of the network, uh, channels that are out there that I just mentioned, but it doesn't let you have complete freedom um so i think that's kind of a big pointer as well as to not again not just for violence or for sake of swearing and whatnot but um just having kind of no barriers to tell the stories that you want to tell and and that sort of thing um the other thing that i think 
give streaming services such a huge advantage over networks is and this is something that i personally more like and not something that is similar to what i've just mentioned it's it's more of a like okay i've realized this is a personal thing i like more about streaming services as opposed to a network tv show it's when you have the episodes available because everyone has different different schedules right not everyone works a nine to five some people work from one o'clock in the morning and whatnot uh, and, that, and that sort of thing um it's when you release episodes sometimes in the morning and, and that sort of thing and you can have what's an, what's an example like the mandalorian i think comes out on friday mornings and certain shows like titans the and the harley quinn show and things on netflix of course get released in the morning i think just the idea that let's say you don't work nine to five right just just a, just an, just as an example or you've even got the day off whatever the case is yeah and you wake up and you think you know i can't wait for i don't know the witcher to come out today you don't have to wait until nine o'clock to watch those episodes um now this is i, I want to pull hbo into this conversation in a minute because i'm surprised at some choices that they've still stuck by in terms of scheduling but i'll talk about that in a minute just the idea that Okay, you got this thing, you can instantly load. I mean, how long does it take to load Netflix these days or Amazon or Hulu or HBO and that and, and those sorts of those sorts of streaming services or, or DC Universe, Disney Plus, whatever. I mean you might have the occasional like, okay, Netflix won't load at the moment. But how often does that actually happen? It doesn't happen very often, at least as as far as I know. Um it might depend where you're streaming it from, because somewhere like PlayStation Network isn't quite as reliable for uh uh loading streaming apps sometimes um but let's say you're just running it on a normal roku box or something else and it just works normally how long does it take you to load the episode watch it and everything like that and the other idea of okay let's say you wake up on the friday morning and new season of stranger things is up and you think okay maybe you've got the day off maybe it's a christmas break maybe i mean maybe it is that that came out on the 4th of july didn't it which was the uh one of the american holidays and you think, okay, maybe you're seeing your family later that day. And you, you, you get ex- you get excited. You know it's the week of Stranger Things is coming out. You love Stranger Things. I mean, who doesn't? Um, and then you think, okay, I don't I don't have to wait all day. Not saying you're going to be sitting there waiting all day. You don't have to think, okay, I've got to wait until 9 o'clock until the first episode of Stranger Things comes out. You can watch it anywhere. I mean, anywhere from, I think it's 8 a.m., isn't it, that the episodes come out on Netflix. You can watch it from anywhere, and I'm not just talking about Netflix, I'm just using them as an example. Amazon does it as well, I think Hulu does it as well, all the other streaming services do, sort of do it. Um, apart from CBS All Access, I think they still have a schedule for some reason. But again, I'll, I'll get onto CBS and HBO in a minute. Uh, you can watch the episode in the morning if you want to, you can watch it in the afternoon, you can watch it uh, any time of day. And I just think going hand in hand with the creative freedom that a streaming service gives you and again not just for swearing and violence but for just complete creative freedom to do what you want um as long as you know whatever uh that going in hand with okay in the morning when our viewer wakes up the episodes are going to be there and they can choose when they want to watch them i i just think it's such a better option than okay i have to wait until nine o'clock and this episode is going to have adverts and it's going to you know, scene's going to stop, the advert's going to play, and uh, I know this episode finishes at 10 or half 10 or whatever the case may be. I just think it's such a better option, and apart from things like American Horror Story, 
Walking Dead and a couple of other things. On the very rare exception, um, I pretty much watch everything else when I want to. And most of the other shows that I watch, apart from a couple of little things, um, I usually think, okay, I'm just going to watch it at this particular time of day because it's available on demand. I mean, even something like, um, I'll use Rick and Morty as an example. Rick and Morty at the moment is airing at uh, 10 o'clock on E4 on Wednesday. Now, E4 is still a... Well, over here it's called Freeview, but you could pretty much call it Network. It's basically the same thing. Is a Freeview channel where they still have TV that, TV that is aired at specific times. Um, they do have a on-demand service, I suppose you could call it. Uh, the All4 thing that they have. But essentially, Rick and Morty still airs at 10 o'clock on Wednesdays for what? The, the half an hour or whatever. And then after that, it's available... On all four. Um, I don't feel the need. I also don't have to watch it at 10 o'clock. I can either record the episode. Fast forward through the adverts. And then watch it. Or, or sorry rather watch it. Just um, on all four. Which does still have adverts but whatever. Um, that again gives me the freedom. I, I just sort of think okay. I'll either watch it slightly later on the Wednesday. Or um, I'll watch it on the Thursday. And I can choose whenever I want to watch it on the Thursday. Um. But yeah, I, I just think in terms of releases, when things are available, and the idea that, okay, I don't have to wait till 8, 9, 10, or 7, or 6, or whatever certain things are aired, you don't have to wait through adverts, and of course the alternative is, okay, you have to pay for these streaming services, and that's where the um, cost thing comes into this. I want to put a pin in that for a second. I'm still surprised that the likes of, because as far as I know, I remember when... Um, CBS was airing Star Trek and I'm pretty sure they said it was Thursdays 8 on CBS All Access. Why is that episode on at 8 o'clock? Um, I, I don't quite understand. And with um, HBO, you know, another, another streaming service that doesn't have advertising. Um, or at least as far as I know, I don't think CBS has advertising. Uh, I, th I don't think so. Um, but with HBO more specifically, you know, obviously uh, you know, Game of Thrones this year, whatever. Um, Game of Thrones doesn't have adverts in it. I'm surprised that because Netflix has been around for years, you have have had uh, Amazon that's been around for a good few years. You've had uh, all, all the others that have been around for a significant amount of time, and HBO is of course one of those. Um, when you've got the apps, the streaming services, HBO going now, why does the likes of, I just, I'll just use Game of Thrones as an example, I know it's finished and whatever, why does that episode still need to be on at, at 9 o'clock, um, is it because of, uh, is it Thronecast, it's called, they, they had a talk show after, didn't they, that's on at, uh, uh, aired immediately after. Um, I know that HBO is still... You can still get it in a cable package, can't you? But then again, it, is, it still doesn't have adverts, which is the point I'm trying to make. Because they don't have to air Game of Thrones at 9 o'clock with adverts because HBO doesn't have them. Um, so it, it, that's the one streaming service. Again, I'm not 100% sure on what CBS actually does. Um... But that's the one streaming service where it's like, okay, and HBO is one of the bigger ones. As far as I know, CBS isn't that big at the moment uh, in terms of subscribers and, and that sort of thing. Um, why do they still have to air certain shows at certain times? It's not just Game of Thrones. A lot of their other shows that they've been airing have been, you know, nine, ten o'clock showings. Um, they don't have to do that. Uh, anymore, it's, they don't have to feel like okay, we got this nine o'clock slot. We need ten minutes of an advert slot or whatever. Um, 
and that's why it has to be on at that particular time so yeah the point I, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that when you've got the freedom of creativity which is to me at least as far as I can see uh, what you're able to get with these different streaming services because you don't have to cater towards advertisers you can just ask viewers for obviously your monthly monthly subscription um, you've then got the freedom of viewing it whenever you want to and uh, like if you can or do get up in the morning whatever your schedule is uh, you want to watch an episode of Stranger Things in the morning or you want to watch it later or whatever you don't have to wait around for it to air which I, ju- I just think is such a better option in terms of uh, freedom of choice I suppose is uh, is the way I sort of want to put that um, let me move on to Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Let me move on to the, I guess, the expenses part of this discussion. Of course, with all these streaming services comes, of course, a lot of cost. And, I mean, the cost at the end of the day is down to you. What streaming services do you want? Which ones are you willing to pay for? Do you not need Hulu that month? You might turn it off. Uh, Star Trek is finished. Do you need CBS All Access? Uh, Game of Thrones is finished. Or whatever whatever show, Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen's finished now. Will you need HBO for the month? Um... Netflix, you finish watching Stranger Things or something, do you need it for the rest of that month, etc, etc. Um, and of course they're, they're not all priced the same same price and whatnot, um, so it's up to you to choose, okay, which ones do you want? Um, and that's ultimately up to you in terms of, um, okay, what has all the different streaming services got out that month? What do you want to watch? What can you wait to watch, I suppose? And ultimately, okay, let's say with Apple TV+, Plus, right? Apple TV+, Plus is a very new streaming service, and they've, I mean, they've got a bunch of shows, but they've pretty much got, for their highlights, C, For All Mankind, and The Morning Show. If you're not interested in any, in any of those, obviously you're not going to pay for Apple TV+, Plus, so that takes one out. Um, let's say you're not interested in any of Netflix's December releases. You're not going to use use uh, Netflix for that particular month. Um, but uh, the other thing is if you are someone who's a bit more of a... I don't want to use junkie. That's the wrong word to use. A bit more of a... You like to watch lots of television. I don't know what the appropriate word is to use or the right word is to use for somebody who likes a lot of television. 
let's say you're not someone who plays a lot of games, you watch films maybe once a week or something, you go to cinema once every fortnight or something like that, and you watch your other films on streaming services anyway. And let's say you are interested in, okay, Handmaid's Tales out out that month, you want Hulu, of course that's running weekly, Uh, Stranger Things comes out that month, you want Netflix, um, and, and so on and so forth. And let's say you do end up with... Let's say about six different subscription services. I think you've got the main ones, which again I would say is HBO, Netflix, probably Disney, uh, Amazon, and Hulu. Of course, we don't have Hulu in the UK, but whatever. Uh, we do have like Now TV, so there's that. That's basically Sky, which is basically HBO. So, um, is of course the cost. And now where I have said, you know, you've got okay, all this, all this creative freedom, this, um freedom of choice in terms of when do you want to watch what you want to watch because it's available to you pretty much when you wake up whatnot and that sort of thing um that's going to lead to a pricey future so where i have stated of course in the title and in this podcast streaming services are the future which i do believe that they are i believe they're a much much better option both creatively and viewer wise than what network tv offers not saying network tv shows are bad again but uh it just gives you better as as far as I can see, um, and I, I mean honestly, when you look at certain things like, let's say like Brooklyn Nine Nine and This Is Us, are two shows that I can think of that are very successful on their particular networks. I think it's NBC, is it that's got uh, got This Is Us, and of course, um, well NBC actually has Brooklyn, don't they? I was thinking of Fox, but that was the old seasons. Those sorts of shows, there there would be nothing stopping those shows from being as good. Um, in fact, they might even get better if they moved to, let's say, because uh, what have you got, NBC, of course they got Peacock, haven't they? Stupid name. <laughs> uh, let's say when Peacock launches and they say, okay, this is us, season five, I don't know what, I don't know what season the show's on, I think it's on season four at the moment, season three or four. Let's say for season five, they say, okay, this is us is going to be exclusive to Peacock and season... Uh, nine or whatever it's going to be of this is us is going to be exclusive to peacock but it's not going to have any advertising it's going to be available that morning you can watch it when you want um i assume peacock's going to work that way and not more of the hbo nine o'clock kind of model um let's say you can do that and then you can then again you've then switched two very successful shows already which don't need to be on streaming services but could they be even better on streaming services maybe plus then again like i said you'd still have the option of um watching the show whenever you want you wouldn't have to wait till i believe this is us as at like 10 or something maybe i can't remember uh i don't watch the show yet which some of you are going to go oh my god you don't watch this is us but i'll get to it one day i suppose <laughs> uh they're on amazon aren't they that the season so i can watch those uh at some point again i can watch those whenever i want to so that's great um whenever i have the you know the time but they're still still have the freedom of choice to play those episodes at whatever time of day i want to um as long as it's suitable anyway uh let's say you move those two shows to peacock and then yeah again then you've got more creative freedom you can do more things maybe and you again have the freedom of the choice of okay this is us that is available it's friday morning 8 a.m i don't have to watch it 8 a.m but i can watch it whenever i want to after that point plus you don't have to watch it through advertising etc like i've already gone over um yeah, that's pretty much the point I wanted to make, is that I do think these streaming services are the future for the two reasons I've repeatedly stated. Um, it is going to be a costly 
um, future if that's the case but again you do have the option to you know if you're not using something just switch it off and you won't be charged the uh, what's the uh, auto renewal kind of thing uh, if you're not using Peacock for that month or Apple TV or whatever choices you want to make you can still do that so there's that as well um, yeah I know I've kind of said a lot about different things hopefully it all made sense hopefully um, I've gotten a lot of things right and uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, as far as I can see, honestly, I look forward to when more shows join streaming services and when more shows, um, you know, when we get Disney Plus, again, I'll have the freedom of choice of watching things from the morning. If, if that's when I want to watch them, I might watch them later, whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for the future of streaming services. Um, a lot of people would probably say to me, oh, it's going to be a really expensive future and, because there is lots of different companies that are doing um, lots of different shows. So that means there is going to be a lot of streaming services. Which I understand that as well. But as far as I can see it's just it's freedom of choice. Um, you can only watch so many shows at once. So if, you, if you're simply just going to choose. Okay I'm going to use these three streaming services for the month. But there's two others I want to watch shows on. Maybe just wait. Don't use those for that month. And then use them next month and switch off the others. Um it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be very very interesting to see in about what well once once HBO Max has come out once Disney Plus is available in the UK and once Peacock comes out once they all start rolling out more and more content who's actually gonna start winning uh, which I've discussed I think in a previous episode so yeah let me know what you think of the future of streaming services do you think they're gonna be too Again, I don't know if you can say they're going to be too expensive because you can switch off the ones that you're not going to use. But do you still do you still think they're going to be too expensive for maybe a different reason or whatever? Um, are your favourite shows just spread out across too many different streaming services so you don't want to miss any particular shows? That could be a factor, of course. Let me know. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's the contact page and information in your show notes as well. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting and exciting future as far as I can see. So there's that. Um, yeah, that's that's all I've got to say today. So thank you all very much for listening. You can find all the content that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast for Entertainment Talk or on Patreon, please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. Uh, Amazon affiliate link, if you are shopping on Amazon, um, you can... Uh, yeah, do some shopping on there. We'll get some more cut of what you spend. It won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, and subscribe to those. That helps us out as well. You've also got, of course, word of mouth. Please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Um, what else have you got? Uh, yeah, of course, different video games. If you want to watch us play different video, video games, me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer, and look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. Um... Yeah, so as far as I can see, like I said, I'm excited for the future of streaming services and to see just these big companies battling it out as far as content goes. Um, and you're going to get more good TV, which is a good problem, but uh, a good problem nonetheless. So we'll see how things go. Thank you all very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.